welcome to uh, What Moves Us, everybody. Joey, our special guest today. I'm so excited to have him on. Um, so Joseph Kim, aka Blissful Joey, is a Chicago-born dancer and calisthenics athlete. After working on Wall Street and corporate finance for 10 years, Joey decided to move out to California to slow down and find a different way of life. Um, since his move to California, he's decided to incorporate his passions of mental health and movement into a dance ther therapy practice called Bliss Hop. Um, so, Joey, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate the, um, the kind intro. Yeah. Yes, of course. Of course. So before we jump into the questions and everything, um, I've kind of been asking folks who have come on, is there anything that you like to do to like center yourself before you, you know, start your movement before you, um, I don't know, do something that might feel like nerve wracking, any kind of like centering or grounding practice? So what I really love to do, and this is kind of what I do with a lot of my clients, because, you know, like lots of times when people get to the dance floor, they either like rush or, or they just freeze up mm. and it's like, you know, the, the fight or flight response. Right. Um, so lots of times what I like to do is I like to really just close my eyes. Cause like just, just by the act of like closing your eyes, you are kind of like forced to almost go more inward. Cause like your sight is a very like externally focused things. And I think oftentimes, especially new dancers, like they get into this mode of like, Oh, like, what do other people think? Let me look at that cute girl and see if she's like impressed with my food. You know what I mean? Like that, that right. type of thing. And then, but if you like kind of close your eyes, like it, it forces you to like kind of go deeply inward mm. and just kind of take your time and like, just take very slow, like deep belly breaths. Cause something about mm. very deep belly breaths, it just kind of gets you very deep into your feeling and your mm. emotions Right. And just starting very slowly. So, so that's how I like to do it. And uh, that's how I have my clients doing it. So love it. Yeah. So turning off that kind of thinking brain and then go getting back into our more internal connected self. Yeah, exactly. Getting in touch with your body. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So if anybody watching this or listening to this feels called to do so, go ahead and pause this. You can close your eyes, take a couple belly breaths and, um, mm -hmm. and then return back into this little journey with us. Um, yep. so as I mentioned in the intro, um, you're Chicago born and raised, you were a dancer, um, you are a dancer. Can you tell me what you like to be called and a little bit of like what you do? What is your movement? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm Joey. They call me, uh, they used to call me flowing Joey. And now I want people to call me blissful Joey. Um, and what were the other questions you asked? Uh, what kind of movement I do? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I just do a lot of different types of movements. I just kind of like, it's like the Jeet Kune Do movement. Like I, I, I like to take um, from, very, from a lot of different styles and I just like to incorporate it into my own. Like anything from like, you know, calisthenics to like popping to mm -hmm. like breakdancing to, um, you know, like capoeira even. Um, mm. Like I just, I like to do a lot of different styles and just kind of incorporate it into whatever feels good. Um, I guess I'm known for, you know, like I guess my, my popping and breaking and my like air walking, you know, on the calisthenics mm. bars. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't like to limit myself, so. Okay. So it sounds yeah. like you just kind of like to explore everything and try different movement that feels good. Yeah. Yeah, whatever feels good, um, you know, like without any judgment, like I, I like to just kind of like 
experiment, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. And so how old were you like when you started getting into movement and what was your first, like your first, like kind of venture into movement? Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Cause like, uh, it's like, I mean, if you think about it, like we've always been moving, right? Like ever since mm -hmm. we're like babies, like ever since we're like fetuses in like our, our kids, like in our mom's bellies, you know, we're just not even aware that we're moving, but, um, I'd say like really kind of using movement to help me to really heal me. Um, I'd say probably in my kind of like preteen years slash my like, you know, young kind of like nine-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old days. So mm. yeah, I've, I've always been like kind of moving just, just like, uh, I was always like the hyper kid, first of all. Like when I was like like a little kid, I was like this little short guy running around and just, you know, going crazy. Um okay. so I always had a lot of energy. And um but I guess in terms of a deliberate intentional energy to like mm -hmm. move was more kind of like when I was like I don't know, like like maybe twelve. Okay. So And that was with dance. That was with dance, yeah. With okay. a lot of dance, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you kind of, you talked about, um, using it as like healing. Um, yeah. has it always been, has dance always been something that is like healing for you? Can you say more about that? Yeah. Dancing to me, like moving my body has always been healing. Um, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, growing up in, in a somewhat hostile environment, um, as a kid, uh, you know, I grew up in a very like rigid conservative christian korean family mm. um you know it was all about control fear and shame mm. and uh if you don't stick to the boundaries of what is appropriate behavior um you are an outcast um so you know living with all of these rules in my life um it felt like i just had so much energy inside so much expressive mm. energy that just needed to go somewhere mm. and the way that the way that it started was um you know, me in my room, like, I don't know, like, I, I saw something on TV, like a bunch of like, you know, like on MTV, like a bunch of dancers and, you know, like, I, I don't know, like Soul Train type stuff or, you know, I would watch rap videos and, and, you know, in those 90s R&B videos, it's like, it would be all like in those baggy pants and all that. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that, that looks fun. That looks sexy. I want to do mm. it. And um, so, yeah, that's how it started. Um, I... Yeah, and I had to hide it from my family because, uh, okay. like, my, my family was very, like, you know, like, oh, like, hip-hop and, and dancing and moving, like, oh, all that is bad. Like, you mm -hmm. know, you, you, you're, you're going to go to hell because, like, you're doing the dance of the devil, you know, type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, they thought hip-hop was, like, devil music. Right. Um, But it just, like, felt so good. So I, I would, like, it was this, like, thing that I would hide and be ashamed about that I would just do in my room and I would just be like, yeah, like, you know, like, and, um, yeah, it just felt good to do it. Like it felt like I was emotionally releasing something, but I, I didn't mm. know I was necessarily healing myself. I didn't know I was necessarily like doing anything. I just right. felt like it was like a release valve. Mm. It was yeah. just like feeling good in an environment. Maybe that wasn't like allowing you to be expressive or to be. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, you know? Mm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Would you, so I'm curious, do you think that your upbringing like 
you used rigid, you used like kind of controlled. Um, it sounds like a lot of like heavy boundaries. Do you yeah. think that kind of influenced like how you danced at all? Yeah, absolutely. You know, cause it's like when you have all that rigidity, you need to mm -hmm. offset it with like non-rigidity, like flow, you know, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's like, like, I was always like a rambunctious, like funny kid, like a goofy kid. Like I would be, I would be in the, uh, like at the park and I would do things like, I don't know, like just like, you know how like when you were a kid, like just like shaking your butt was like the funniest thing in the world. Right. <laughs> and like, I, I would just shake my butt and like all, all, all the, all the homies would laugh. Right. And, you know, I'm like seven years old. I don't know what I'm doing. And like, but it also like makes me laugh. So I would like, it just felt so freeing because like, I mean, if you look at like very conservative, like kind of rigid people, mm. you know, like my family, like the way that they walk is very like, and you know, like I would hear things from my parents like, oh, like uh, you need to be calm. Like, you know, like all the other kids, like, like they would always kind of compare me to like other kids, like, like who were more like, I don't know, like calm. Sure. And um, I, w I would act that way you know, around them just to, just to make, make them like love me and like make them accept me. Mm. But like when I would be off to my own devices around the friends, I would be just like shaking that butt. You know, like, I would just, <laughs> I would just be like moving, like, I, I don't know, like, like wildly, like just shaking my body, you know? And mm. uh, I think my dance style right now, it, it's funny. Cause I use like, I almost use like both the rigidity and like kind of like big energetic flow. Okay. And it's it's like I, I go to both ends of the spectrum because like it's like fun to be rigid when you're like when you make it like fun, like when you're like just doing like that robot and you're just like kind of it's mm. like it's like fun. Like if you do it with like a purpose and you just kind of like let go of it and just like, you know, right. It's like it's fun to be kind of play both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's making sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And I think I, I definitely see that like when you're enjoying like the rigidness of your movement but then I've also seen those moments you know where you, where you shake your butt yeah. or where you like pull your pants down and just like let it all <laughs> let it all go because yeah. sometimes so, like you, you sometimes you gotta like use like rigidity to kind of get yourself comfortable with just moving your body you know like mm -hmm. just the act of like rigidity okay like I had these rules and then okay like I can gradually start breaking these rules you know mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, yeah, dope. Okay, cool. Um, and so I know that now movement for you, like is very intentionally like healing, um, or you sometimes use it as, as a method of healing, but like, is there a time in your life that you can think of that you were like, I need to dance. I need to do this now, or I need to get some energy out around this, like, you know, thing that has happened or does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, I don't know how deep you, you want me to go here. However um, you feel comfortable. There's no pressure yeah. to go super crazy. Whatever you feel comfortable with is fine. Right. So, you know, a big part of like my like trauma as a kid was, was like, you know, I experienced a lot of violent trauma. Um, you know, like my, my father was very violent. My mother was very violent. But my, my mother also like she would she weaponized my father a lot, you know, to, mm. to quote unquote discipline me. And, right. um, you know, one of the biggest, uh, you know, like when you're kind of like 
experiencing violence um, as a kid, um, as a boy. It, it's very like entrapping. It's very like almost like emasculating. Um, it's like right. you know, like you, like as a boy, like I still felt this sense of like you know, I I I'm a man, and you know, like this sense of like like I have my dignity. Mm -hmm. Um, and for to have that kind of dignity taken away and like to suppress, mm -hmm. like it's like when you get like you know beaten to a pulp, it's like you have to like you know like crawl up in like a the fetal position, and it's right. like Tense. it's it's so yeah, it's so like visceral, you know, and, and it's like. Mm -hmm it's almost like you have to like kind of disconnect from your like body to right. like just just like survive the situation mm -hmm. um and you know like throughout my like 20s you know like my teenage days like you know I, I was a very angry kid because of a lot of all, all of these things that happened um and that anger like you know it was it just built up because like like in my mind like I would be like why the fuck am I angry like mm -hmm. I'm I'm so angry but it's like I like I don't even have a right to be angry, you know. Like that's mm -hmm. like classic like self gaslighting. Right. Um, it's like I didn't even know like I I had trauma. Like mm -hmm. if you ever talk to me, you'd be like, yeah, I I had, I had a great childhood, you know. Like I, I like right. nothing was wrong, you know what I mean. And I would even say things like, oh yeah, like my, my dad, like you know, he beat me with a baseball bat when I was like six, but like when mm -hmm. I was seven, and like but you know, like I I totally deserved it, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. like like a seven year old kid, like you know, like what seven year old kid, yeah. Right. It's like because the, the brainwashing was so strong and um, mm. but the anger was still there. And, and, you know, the biggest myth is that you can control your emotions because the truth is you cannot control your emotions. Mm. Your emotions are there for a reason. So right. You might as well respect the emotions for being there. Right. Um, and, you know, as I was kind of as I started you know, going to therapy, um, I started having a lot of realizations that like I have all these emotions and all these emotions are valid. Mm. Um. And, and and then kind of like learning to intentionally express those emotions. Right. Um, and even like embrace my anger, you know, right. in a in a productive way, not in, in a way that kind of like just goes out the handle, but in, in a good, safe environment. Right. You know, that, that was really what the purpose of my dancing was, you know? It's like mm -hmm. sometimes when, when you have a lot of pain, when you have a lot of like, have been through a lot of violent trauma, it's right. like, you know, like, hurt people hurt people it's like right. okay you can use that violence to uh, perpetuate violence by hurting other mm -hmm. people or mm -hmm. you can use that violence to express and um I feel like my dancing you know my dancing it's it's like I would use dancing in such an explosive way mm. to uh to rid myself of this like violent energy and to make uh, like I wanted other people to feel my pain without actually hurting mm. them wow Wow. You know what I mean? And um yeah. to and then to have and then the next part of the healing process was at first it was me like expressing my pain. And the second was other people validating my pain. And mm. other people saying like like you, you know, in Venice Beach, like what I love about Venice is like everybody's like, Yeah, let's go, that's dope. You know, right. like and um you know, unfortunately certain dance communities don't have that. Certain dance communities mm. people are very like, you know, they don't want to get no easy props, you know. Right, right. But it's like that that's a very tough way to thrive in a community, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very and, healing. Um, <laughs> it's kind it's of not, it's not very healing. Yeah. Go back to your default ways of, of being a little bit. Um yeah. can I I I'm curious yeah. how your style 
changed. So you said that you wanted to hurt people without actually hurting people, right? Like, and that's before no, not, not hurt people. Of... I want I wanted to I want people to see my pain without to, hurting them. Without hurting them, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Without giving them the pain. Yeah. Right. So um did that change for you like once you started going to therapy? Like once you started acknowledging like the emotions and the anger that you have or how how has that kind of influenced your movement like acknowledging the pain and the hurt that was there it's like uh I started having this little voice in my head that said go there mm. you know it's like that oh it's valid you know wow um because yeah in therapy it's um you know using like therapists are trained to have like unconditional positive regard right, right? and um yeah, it's like to have somebody validate my experience. It's it was like having having me validate my own body experience. Oof, um, chills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the body and the mind are really like not different things. They're both mm. one and the same. Right. Um, and I'm I'm sorry. What was your question? <laughs> no, that that was that was perfect. Um, yeah. And it's just making me think, like, because yeah, you were able to like self validate your own pain. And then showing yeah. other people your pain and having it validated like you do at Venice, right? Yeah. Like is healing in itself to have other people validate like your experience and your, um, yeah, in your, in your emotions. And that's something that right. you're not always finding in like certain dance communities. Yeah. Having a, having a safe place to express, you know, because um, mm. we live in this culture of like, you know, good vibes only, um, you, you need to portray yourself a certain way to social media you know right. that, that gets you accepted like right it's like sometimes you 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 go on the gram it's, it's like this like this like a contest of who who, who does doper shit mm. but i mean i mean really like nobody lives their life that way right like we all right. we all i get depressed we all go to yeah. struggle and um you know in the past year like i i've i've come out about like my depression like some of my mental health struggles mm. and um you know, like, like, the, like being diagnosed with PTSD, like all right. these things. And um, it's interesting because, because some people, they, they, they miss, they misinterpret that as weakness. You know, they, mm. they misinterpret vulnerability as weakness. Like, oh, is Joey okay? But well, Joey's, Joey's never been better, you know, because mm. Joey's, uh, Joey's feels like vulnerability is the truest strength. Like hiding that right. is not, you know? Right. Um, and it's like, I had, I guess, I guess I'm just gonna get right to it. Like I, I had a few homies. Like I, I had a homie who, uh, you know, who killed himself like four and a half years ago, mm. like on Valentine's Day. You know, also a great dancer. He inspired me to do a lot. Mm. Uh, and you know, yeah, recently Twitch passed away, and it's like, you know, you you look at their social media. It's like you 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 would have never expected that. Mm. You know, like Twitch's last video, like two days before he posted like a little happy dance of him and his wife, like you know, like smiling and dancing, right. um, you know, and like my, my friend, you know, he, he, he like buried that pain too. You, you, you would have never known. Mm -hmm. um, he did, you know, like talk about going through a breakup, but it's like, you know, that like you, you would never imagine like, cause he's, he's such a kind of like happy go lucky type of guy. Right. Um, and it's, it's like to have that much pain and be trained to like have to hide it inside mm -hmm. because, Oh, like a, a man, a man, a man shouldn't be, you know, oh, you're a bitch. You're being a bitch. Like, wh right. why are you complaining? Like, right. uh, and then there's this hustle culture that's like, 
oh no, you, you gotta you gotta fight through, man. You you gotta like you know like like love the suck. And and it's like no, like what if what if we lived in this world where where it was okay to talk about our doubts, our pain, mm. not ignore it, not stuff it down with hustling and and this workaholism, right? Um, but hey, like let's embrace it, and then that way we show other people that hey, your pain, it's it's completely normal, mm. um, it's valid, and then today and then and now we could start healing each other by mm. validating each other's pain, right? So, yeah. 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 I think that's all really important. And the validating each other's pain, you know, especially in these communities that we're moving in and, you know, hopefully having the safety to be vulnerable in can create yeah. like the the spaces and the mental health like supports that obviously like a lot of people need. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's like, uh, like in my culture, you know, it's it's a lot about like hiding, like saving face, mm. um, and it's a lot about you know being polite, respecting your elders, and you know all, all these are great things. Um, but where I believe like it gets toxic is when we when we like make rules, like when we set rules behind expressing feelings mm. and emotions. You know, mm. like it should not be disrespectful to express your emotions. Right. Um, and, you know, American culture has that too. You know, it's like good vibes only. Um, mm. You know, a man has to be like macho. Um, and, and, you know, women are not allowed to be angry or, 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 or they're, they're a bitch. Right. You know, and we have all these rules behind like what is appropriate. Um, but, but really we're just like kind of, kind of doing ourselves a disservice. Um, and you know, like people are committing suicide, like right. suicide rates are, are going up. Right. So anyway, yeah. that, that's a nice little tangent. But Yeah, <laughs> no, that, it's good. It's real. I mean, it's like the toxic positivity and what yeah. you're saying is that like through your movement, you're trying to challenge that by like showing your pain, by being vulnerable, by like bringing that to people to be validated. And that's like, that's huge. That's so healing, not only for you, but for the people watching it, right? Because if somebody yeah. is struggling and going through their own thing and they see you going there, right? Like you said, yeah. like then that gives th that gives them permission to go there too. Yeah. And to have their pain validated and have their experience validated too. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just like, you know it, it's a self-worth thing it, it's like feeling you know feeling like your, your emotions like your beingness is valid um mm. and uh you know a big big part like of why like it's funny because like bef like before three four years ago like i didn't even like have any images or videos on my social media and all of a mm -hmm. sudden i'm like posting like every week you know it's like I, I was i was almost like a black like a black hole on my social media like you would have never even known that that I existed. Um, and it was like, because I was so, I felt like I wasn't this trance of unworthiness, this feeling that like I am broken, like I am not worthy, worthy enough to express who I am, my feelings. Right. Um, it, it, it ran through just every cell of my body. Mm -hmm. um, and it runs through like every cell of a, of a lot of different cultures. Mm -hmm. um, but to take that courage to, to then express myself and, 
you know, when I came out with a, like that post that I did, like, you know, I, I put the social media posts, um, you know, the one with a picture of me as a baby mm-hmm. and, and showing and like talking about how, you know, like some of the violence I had to endure, like in my childhood and, and um, how it impacted me as an adult and like my healing journey. It was, it was a, it was a big post. And I remember feeling like viscerally everything from my thoughts, emotions to my, my body. Like I, I felt I felt nauseous for the next week. I felt like wow. nauseous, like like just like posting it up. I'm like, oh, like I have no right to talk about this. You mm-hmm. know, like we gaslight ourselves into thinking that like, oh, but there's other people who have it worse. Like, you know, my, 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 my feelings, like my story isn't that bad, you know? Right. Um, but at the end of the day, like suffering is suffering. And, and like, mm. you know, like comparative suffering, like that's not, that that's not, like we're all unique and incomparable. Like we're not right. better than each other. We're not worse than each other, but we're also not the same. Mm. We're like unique and incomparable. Right. Um, and your story matters. Like your light deserves to shine no matter who you are. Mm. And uh, part of your light is also your darkness. Ooh, say yeah. more. Part of your light <laughs> is your darkness. I love that. <laughs> yeah and and part of your darkness is your light and uh it's like you can't have one without the other um it's like i like a lot of people who've kind of been through like similar things like as what what i've been through yeah it's like they feel like expressing their emotions expressing their needs desires wants all this like explicit expressing it explicitly is selfish Hmm. and and a lot of that is echoes of their parents words or echoes of like society's words it's like just suck it up just suck up the suck you know i remember like i remember talking about how like telling my grandma like oh i'm really tired too tired today and she was like you you should not say that you're tired around an old old woman <laughs> it's like it's like okay i'm sorry i'm sorry grandma <laughs> like i'll just keep my mouth shut you know like i'll just you know what i mean like all, all these and um, yeah, it's like, sorry, I don't, I don't remember where I was going with this, but. No, that's okay. Um, yeah. I do have kind of a follow-up question because you yeah, have sure. overcome a lot. Um, I know that you've done a lot of work on yourself, like mentally and physically and movement wise. And so um, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that and like what finding calisthenics meant for you. Yeah. So finding calisthenics, um, yeah, so, so dance, you know, dance is like, you know, I, I'm a freestyle dancer. I, I've never been like a choreographer. So so dance has always been almost like kind of a spontaneous combustion, like just like instant gratification of what I feel in that moment and just mm-hmm. like, just like expressing it. Um, calisthenics was more learning to be patient with myself. Ooh. And, um, you know, it, it's like, and then not to say like to, to build like dance skills to great build great dance skills. It does require a great degree of patience with yourself. Right. But you know, it's different. Like to go on the planche journey, to go on a journey of like muscle ups, it's like this deliberate acceptance of yourself where you are in that, in that, in any given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're around, like I was around a lot of people who are just like super athletes who, you know, could do like crazy muscle up three sixties off the bar and meanwhile, I'm just like, when I started, I, I could like barely do like a real, like legit pull up, <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. But like, it's one of those things, like it builds like core 
confidence because it teaches you to just accept where you are in that moment. And, um, you know, like just, just the, like it, it, it almost teaches you to understand that, Hey, it's not really about like your comparison to other people. It's, it's about just like you, your ability to just even pull yourself up, um, mm -hmm. is a gift in and of itself. Um, cause the way that you pull yourself up, it, it's unique to you. I mean, yeah, there's like, you know, there's form that we all kind of follow, but we, right. we have our unique bodies. We have our unique like form of like expressing ourselves and, and getting things done. And, mm. you know, that that's unique to you. So, so that's kind of what calisthenics, like it just taught me patience and like to fall in love with the process without a destination. So, mm. okay. Yeah. Um, and that's so beautiful. Like the process without the, the destination. And would you mm -hmm. say that like you're, has that always been like your philosophy about movement? Have you always felt like present with what you're doing or like, has that shifted? What does that look like for you? Yeah. I, I mean, I'd say it's, it's taken time to really kind of develop that. Um, okay. You know, I, I think when I was, when I was a kid um, and, you know, like lots of times I do find myself like even now, like, why don't I have this move yet? You know, like, it's like, why am I like, you know, and you know, like disappointment usually comes from putting expectations on yourself. Mm. and you know putting expectations on yourself like you know you can do a deep dive on that like through meditation but like where does that where does that come from you know that right. comes from like maybe society telling you that you should be um in a certain place by a certain time like by a certain right. age um mm. you know it comes from maybe like very oppressive like tiger parents who always like needed you to kind of continue to perform or you were not worthy of their love right. you know it, it comes down to kind of like like almost like a self-love thing, um, you mm. know, if you, if you really look at it. So um, for me, like it took a while for me to really develop that. I, I mean, I, I've always like, I always struggled a lot with like this, like, why am I not like here? Why am I not there putting like really crazy expectations on myself? But it wasn't, it wasn't until I let go of that till the, the till, until the real progress like started coming to like, you oh, know, okay. just fell in love with who I am like in that moment. So because it's like like when you when you're constantly looking towards a future you you yeah. forget about the present you and the present you um being aware of the present you um it makes you it opens you up to like like for instance like you know like if you're focused like you're trying to get a muscle up and you're still focused on getting that muscle up but you're just like you're just thinking about that and you're not thinking about your like your form like how it feels like how like mm -hmm. how your shoulder feels like are you are you engaging your scapula mm -hmm. um like things like that you know it'll it'll take you out of it right you know right whereas like approaching approaching movement with curiosity with almost like a childlike curiosity mm. like with presence um right. yeah that that's how that's how i feel you know yeah totally yeah, yeah, I can hear like the the self-love and the self-growth journey like through your movement journey, yeah. really. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's um, you know, like calisthenics, uh it also kind of like helped me prior like prior to calisthenics, um, you know, I, I was dealing with a lot of like just chronic pain. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I I was I had fibromyalgia for for uh, a big part of my twenties. Mm -hmm. um and you know like if you do research on a lot of autoimmune diseases like a lot of chronic pain diseases like fibromyalgia you know a lot of it does come from like trauma or you know like mental health um stress things <laughs> yeah stress and what have you um 
and yeah, calisthenics, like with the combination of calisthenics and dance, like it really helped me reverse all of that, you know? So yeah, that's why I see it as, as very much of a, like a, a holistic, like healing journey, mm. you know, as opposed to just like, just like a physical journey. So. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now you're helping people do that through, through your own business, business, oh my yeah. gosh, <laughs> business <laughs> with, um, with Bliss Hop. So can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? It's super exciting. I mean, even from the last interview that we had, our last conversation, whatever we, it's so much has happened. So much is, you have a yeah. whole studio now, like there's so much going um, on. Yeah. Yeah. Bliss Hop. So Bliss Hop is basically just the word hip hop combined with the word bliss. Mm. Um, and the whole philosophy is helping people find their inner bliss through movement. Mm -hmm. um, and the movement and modalities that I choose is dance and, and fitness. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of dance therapists out there. I, I don't know if I would necessarily call myself a dance therapist because, you know, right. like that requires like a license yeah. and, and what have you. Um, but, you know, like it, it came from me kind of starting this business because like, you know, a lot of dance therapists out there, like when you look at them, it's like very, uh, you know, it's very like, it's, it's, it's great. It's beautiful, but it's very like white woman, you know, it's say very it. like, I have to say it, I'm sorry. Say and, it. Um, like personally, like I've always felt like that wasn't at the end of the day, like, you know, people do want to look cool. You <laughs> know, people do want to like, yeah. you know, people like, uh, and for me, like, just for me, like, I felt like, like it, I want to create dance uh, healing and movement healing that was really more like relatable to um, at least people who, who, who've gone through my, my circumstance, my, my set of life, you know, sure. like being a minority growing up in Chicago in yeah. very unstable circumstances. Um, I wanted to look cool and the pressure to fit in was always there. And um, unfortunately, like the environment that I grew up in didn't let me like be, be a nice little flower, right. you know, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, like my like what, what I teach is, you know, I combine, you know, I also, you know, I, I was a CFO of a mental health company for quite some time. Um, you know, I combine a lot of, you know, the teachings um, that I learned, you know, working in mental health, as well as, you know, um, just my own personal healing journey. Um, right. And kind of combine it into, you know, the dance the the dance system that that I created is called Bliss Hop, right. and the uh, fitness system I created is called Blissthenics. So um, yeah, and like and like the word bliss is just uh, yeah, it's it it stands for like beings letting inner serenity shine. Mm. So yeah, and and the whole like the core philosophy is really you know like I believe like you have to go into your pain to uh, find your inner bliss. Because right. pain and bliss are two sides of the same coin. Mm. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, that's the philosophy in a nutshell. Yeah, love it. Love to hear it. Yeah. And um, just because we haven't even like mentioned this, but I know just from like talking with you outside of this, that like Buddhist philosophy is like a big part of like your um, your mo modalities too. Like, I think that's very integral yeah. in like the, in the system that you're creating of like mindfulness and like finding, you know, the inner balance and peace that's within and so mm -hmm. I just wanted to like shout that out because that's something that you have mentioned to me before <laughs> yeah yeah you know like beyond just dance and fitness I, I do combine you know Buddhist philosophy like meditation um you know meditation is a very important like you know thing that I use for, for mm -hmm. a lot of my clients um 
uh, as well as like using breath work. Um, cause you know, I, I believe breath, like breath, not only like fuels your, your, your movement, like puts energy, you know, gives, mm -hmm. fuels your energy to your movement. Um, it also helps you get deep into your body and access your emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, and it helps you just regulate, you know, your emotions, you know, regulate your nervous system. Right. So, um, so yeah, it, it's a combined philosophy and, um, you know, I, I feel, I feel like my approach, it's, it's, it's very different than, than kind of your standard, like, I guess, you know, therapist. Um, yeah. and yeah, my clients are, are, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. Like, it's like watching somebody's like inner shame, just like disintegrate, like, like in, mm -hmm. in the span of like a, a one hour call. Right. It's beautiful. So, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you have so much to offer and like, really, it's so cool to know you and to get to like, see you along this journey. So I do appreciate you like coming and sharing, you know, your perspective. It's cool to know you so. too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, love love. you've, you've been through quite a journey too, you know, as, mm -hmm. as uh, the handstand queen now. No, no, <laughs> not the queen. We're working on it, but we're not there yet. <laughs> Or I don't know, maybe yeah. I should claim it. I am the queen. <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And I, you know, I think like a big part of like, you know, my inspiration for like why, you know, I really decided to develop this is, is just, you know, it's it's also like, uh, you know, our particular circle of friends, you know, mm. that, that hung out in Venice and did calisthenics together. Totally. Um, it's a very unique, you know, environment that's very encouraging that's very kind of uplifting that I don't think you necessarily find lots of times in, in the dance community, you know, as we totally. know, the dance community, especially the street dance community can be toxic sometimes. And, mm. you know, like same with the, the fitness, the, the gym bro community. And totally. um, yeah, the, the vibe that we had, uh, that we have in, in Venice, you know, Cal the Venice calisthenics community, it is unique and it is very healing. Um, and it, it's a vibe that I, have based a lot of my teachings on in um mm. you know in bliss hop so so yeah, yeah just a shout out to uh venice calisthenics venice calisthenics what's <laughs> up <laughs> yeah yeah let's go yeah no for sure i think you're absolutely right in that like you know people think that you have to kind of tough it out right like that's what you have yeah. to do in order to like make progress or grow and I remember also finding the Venice community I was like who are these people that are like so amazing at what they're yeah. doing and they're so full of light and they're so happy mm -hmm. and they dance and you know sing whatever they feel in their body they just do um yeah it's totally unique and definitely like special for sure yeah, because, you know, like, like, we have a lot of, like, unfortunately, in our society, there's a lot of this, like, toxic hustle culture, mm. you know, that this um, culture where you just got to, like, grind it out, you know, push it to the limit, just, just, like, hold on, just, like, you know, like, push through, like, the, 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 the pain and just, like, all about pain, like, no pain, no gain, right? Right. Um, but it, it's, like, it, it's, like... It, it you know it's it's so much easier to uh, to uh, welcome you know the beauty in your life than mm. uh, push through pain because right. sometimes pushing through pain uh, like like this is this is like you know as an athlete like oftentimes you know fitness can be used as a form of getting deeper into your emotions and your body and you know as a journey to love yourself or it can be used as as a way to really abuse yourself mm. and ignoring the pain because the pain is trying to tell you something yes you know the, the pain is there for a reason 
yeah. it's not there to be ignored you know and that goes for life like like it's not about like hustle 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 you know it's about being present with the pain and recognizing huh what is this trying to tell me right now mm. and um you know that's something that the calisthenics community in venice is, is great at doing i mean it's also just like dude i remember the first time i went to uh venice you know and, and like what like one of the times like there was this like little like you know 12 year old boy who was you know chubby and just like really out of shape and like he was just trying to do a pull-up and you know like everybody was just like up up you got this you got this you know and everybody from like you know freaking like the 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 world's like best calisthenics athlete to like you know like a complete newbie like everybody was participating in his growth mm. and you you do not get that you don't you don't get that in in the gym kind of fitness culture you know everybody's mm. like i mean i'm not saying you don't get it everywhere but like like usually like it, it's it's very quiet people are to themselves people are almost like kind of like mean mugging each other you know like saying like oh like like does he do any more than me you know like right, that type right. of vibe and um to be part of a community you know that's like uplifting you and, and that's mm. being there for you and that's encouraging you i mean that's something that i think a lot of people who are hurt need yes you know yes so, community yeah. healing it's so powerful to have people around you yeah. who i mean and really everybody in that community has had their own journey and is very transparent and open about it and you see that and it's like they made it through like i can make it through too um, yeah whether it's like mental physical spiritual like yeah yeah all of it community is important for sure absolutely yeah yeah well I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here soon but do you have any like final thoughts anything that like you want to share leave the people with <laughs> um yeah so go go follow me on on blissful joey on on instagram if you want to learn more um and yeah uh looking forward to uh seeing what else develops with with uh with this podcast so Yay. Yay. Cool. Yeah. All thank right. You. Well, thank you, Joey. Yay. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>